Hey y'all, Treasury here with Picture Me Living, and I'm here with Miss Rose. Hey. Introduce yourself, let everybody know your Instagram, all of that. So I'm Rose. Um, my Instagram is Rose and Roses. And yeah, that's me. <laughs> all right. So where are you from? Let's just get into it. Okay. So I tell everybody I'm from the West Coast. Because I'm really bi-coastal. <laughs> I started in California and my mom moved us to Seattle. So Okay. What part of Cali? Um South Central LA and oh, okay. San Francisco, the Bay Area. So And how'd you end up in Atlanta though, from the West Coast? Um family. Okay. My um son's father He's from the South, so he brought me down here and I just oh, okay. started making my own way. He's from Atlanta? Huh? No, he's from New York, but oh, everybody okay. that's in Atlanta is yeah. not from Atlanta. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it brought me here and it helped me a lot because I ended up meeting a lot of different people from around the way. And yeah. It opened up a lot of opportunities for me, so. Okay. You got an interesting story downstairs. Before we get into it, I got to give you an icebreaker. Give me your favorite L.A. artist. I'm a diehard Nipsey fan. So I know. I'm going to say Nip. <laughs> I'm going to say Nip. I also fuck with a lot of barrier rappers. So, okay. LaRussell and Mozzie. I would say, and a lot of old heads, no Mac Dre. So I'm going to say Mac Dre. Okay. But, yeah. Some new people I haven't heard of yet. <laughs> Do you like Kamaya? Um, they're all, all right. Okay. Yeah, I do like her. I like YG. Yeah, of course, YG's YG. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so give me your favorite Nipsey songs then. Let's bring Ooh. it down. <laughs> Okay, say, just give me like top three then. <laughs> top three Nipsey songs. Top three, I would say Face the World. Um Wow. I would say um It's not the radio hits. That's why I'm no. like, wow. <laughs> um because I'm thinking all my life, grinding all my life. Yeah. No. Oh really? <laughs> if you were no, of course that's obviously it's it's a typical yeah. song, but no. Um, four in the morning. That's definitely one of my favorite wow, Nipsey songs. On the radio. <laughs> okay, and um, if you were mine. Wow. Okay, I gotta go look <laughs> all of those songs up. I'm trying to think. It's one slow one that I like. It's a video for it, and Lauren Lennon is in the video. Oh, um, I can't think. Right I can't now. think of it either. <laughs> but when I think of it, I type it in the uh, right, right, in the right. description. But that's one of my favorites too. Yeah. I'm oh, Perfect Ten. Oh yeah, per of course, Perfect yes, Ten. Yeah, I love that song. Yes, that's yeah. probably my favorite Nipsey song because it's like it's affirmative. Like I just feel real good after listening to it. Like I can just go and conquer the world. Right. Yeah. Also, Mailbox Money, K Camp's on that. Wow, I think. another song. I no. <laughs> That's why I like these icebreakers, though, because y'all teach me something. And so that means you're teaching someone in the audience something new about something that you love, you know? Yes, I definitely yeah. love Nipsey and what he stood for. Yeah. And he stood on a lot of things. You know, he made you want to dig into being an entrepreneur and not just... Yeah. Keeping yourself in a box. Yeah. And I feel like that is important, especially people that were raised in the hood. Yeah. You know, they don't really teach us a lot of stuff. Like, you know, we can go on for days. Like, he talks about, you know, the youth and was building yeah. youth centers for them. And I feel like as much as we have kids, there's not a lot of people that pour into the kids in this, right. in this newer generation. So I feel like that's important. And it's lovely to hear as just being a mother. So yeah. So the story you told told me downstairs about being raised essentially. Can you break it down for me? I don't want to butcher your story, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's really interesting because it taps into 
the whole concept of picture me living and escaping and imagination. And I just, you know, I really felt that story. So I wanted to tell it. Yeah. So um, my mom is from another country. She's from El Salvador. And it was really hard um, growing up in the States with a mother that's not from this country. So I really went through a lot of different diverse situations. I was raised way differently from everybody. I was a foreign before it was cool to be foreign. <laughs> so, oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know, the guys love them some foreign girls, but... <laughs> that's an unpopular topic, but no, that's that's a good one. So, um, yeah, I was just raised real differently. Like, my mom, she always kept a bunch of jobs and... yeah. She could only teach me how to be the woman of the house and how to cook and clean and mm. things that her mother taught her. Right. She put me right in the hood, so I didn't know how to navigate right. through that. And in the know? hood, you, it ain't no woman of the house. In the hood. Everybody works. Everybody works and everybody has to fight and pay bills and right. survive another day. Right. So when I was growing up, it was a lot of people from different walks of life. So we're all going through things, but in our different ways. Like, yeah. there's kids that are getting taken from from their parents because they're on drugs and yeah. we have prostitutes over here yeah. so we're dealing with that and then here I am in seventh grade coming home and my mom got deported so <laughs> it's wow. like you know coming home and you having a regular life and your mom just getting taken like that it puts a it, it kind of breaks your spirit you know yeah. so I had to like really like be okay with being alone at a very tender age. So what age. happened? So my mom had got deported and had to go back to the, her country without mm-hmm. saying goodbye because they just yeah take you. Yeah. Um, but being that I was still young, I was in middle school, my mom um, was able to get with the lawyer and put in a petition. And we had to go through a lot of different things for her to be able okay. to get me. But that also challenged me with having to go through adoption and stuff like that, okay. you know, because I was at the crib chilling for like over a month. Really? <laughs> so, trying to thug it out. But yeah, yeah it was really different. And um, it really taught me the sense of having a family without them being your blood family. Mm. So um, I had a friend. She's been my best friend since then, you know, and yeah. her family basically took me in and they taught me a lot of just different things that I feel like my mom could never teach me because she didn't know about those right. type of things. So they laced my boots. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that about the hood. Everybody's family. Right. Your cousin might not be your blood cousin, but that's your cousin. Right. And that's no questions asked. And but I, life too. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's the misconception. They'll see me and they'll be like, oh, she's just a little Spanish girl. And I'll be like, what? <laughs> like, I was no, everybody <laughs> has a story to tell. <laughs> Listen, everybody has a story to tell. I always say that because people are really quick to judge a book by its cover. Like, oh, she's beautiful. She doesn't have any problems. Oh, she had a good job. She doesn't have any problems. Like, no, every single person has a flaw. Right. It doesn't matter if you can physically see the flaw, aesthetically, everybody has a story to tell, even if it's not like, like you said, like you didn't ask for that. That just happened, you right. know? So that's not a flaw that you asked for, that you worked for, but it created a stronger woman for sure. Definitely. Taught Aww. me the the real definition of resilience, yeah. you know, grace and how to stand 10 toes about yours <laughs> for sure so you just came home one day and your mom wasn't there like who took care of you um so i had a i, I had i have a sister and at the time she mm-hmm. was living in miami in little havana okay so my mom had called her and you know she flew to the west coast okay and, that's good yeah that's good. but it wasn't like right like, not took time there. yeah my mom, when they deport you, they don't just deport you. Like, you have to be in a holding center. And okay. They have to do calling cards. So at, back then, we didn't even have cell phones like that yeah. for real. Yeah. It was house phones. So. Yeah. It was a lot. And it just, you know, it. I developed having, like, 
anxiety, you know, waking up and not knowing when your mom is going to be home or what your next meal is going to be. Wow. It teaches you like a lot. Like I know that my favorite line is always going to be, I'm going to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And that's because I always had to. That's, oh, that's a single mom. We're going to get into that a little later. That's a single mom <laughs> line. It, it don't matter what's going on. I'm going to figure it out. Yes, my line. It's, it's going to work itself <laughs> out. I don't know how it's going to work itself out. I don't know where this money going to come from. I don't know where this help going to come from, but it's going to come. So I'm right. not even about to stress over it. Right. Definitely. So what are your thoughts of Atlanta then? Let's just fast forward to now so living in Atlanta. I love Atlanta. Really? <laughs> I do. It's, I, I think I love it because it's way different from the West Coast. Not mm-hmm. in a, Don't get it twisted. I love the West Coast. It's always going to be West Coast on mine. But um, I love Atlanta just for the simple fact of this is the place where you don't have to be a rapper or an actress. Everybody famous. Everybody famous. <laughs> Everybody has money. There's yeah. so many entrepreneurs you know what I'm saying like I love the business mentality I love the the freedom that comes with that I feel like anybody that's not from here you come out here and you have those those um basic you know what I'm saying thoughts of being a, a a boss you're gonna thrive out here because we have opportunity out here to do that so a friend of mine went to church today this just triggered a thought from earlier friend of mine went to church today and immediately called me with the message that he heard in church. He was like, if you was a preacher, you would say some shit like this because you don't have no heart and you just say what the fuck is on your mind. I'm (laughs) like, what did the preacher say? (laughs) He said the preacher was like, "Um, y'all need to put y'all work ethic in y'all vision board. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I didn't say this before. And I'm pretty sure somebody was like, oh, she just being an asshole. Just like I told you, um, or I told somebody on Instagram the other day. Like, sometimes I want to delete some of the things that I post because it seems like I'm being mean, but it's just, you know, it's the harsh reality. Like, it's true. So let's, you know, let's work a little harder. Everyone needs right. to work a little harder. But I think that's what aligns us. Yeah. Just that, just that thought and mentality. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Put that work in because you're only going to have what you you put that work in for. So what he said, the preacher was like, uh, y'all putting CEO on your CEO on your vision board when y'all need to put third shift manager on your vision <laughs> board. I was like, you know what? I wouldn't have said that, <laughs> but I have said something similar before. Like you might not need to put Bali Indonesia on your in, on your vision board. But you can put, you know, Denver, Colorado, still beautiful. You can put other things, you know, that are more easily attainable because, in my opinion, I feel like I need to feel a win. I need a check in the box. Right. So if I put something too far-fetched, like, okay, I want to go to the moon on Saturday. If I don't go to the moon on Saturday, I'm going to be defeated, depressed. I'm going (laughs) to, you know, I'm going to stress eat. I'm going to be down and bad on myself because... I set my goal a little bit too high. I think that's the Aquarius in you. Oh, <laughs> oh what does that tell me? That's on my list, too. We're going to go Pisces versus Aquarius. I feel like it's the Aquarius in you just because, you know, most of my, my sisters are Aquarius, so it's like more of the straight shooters. It's like that motherly, but I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Yeah. you know? Okay. So that's what I mean by that. Like, you're not, when you say that you're not going to just go for Bali, you would rather somebody, you know, mm. pick something that's obtainable. Yeah. See, the thing about us Pisces is I feel like we're visionaries. We're going to go for the gusto. So, really? <laughs> so, like, I've always, like, my friends, they can vouch for the, like, I'm always going for the top of the top because I, I, I really feel that. Abundance is our birthright. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go for okay. it all. So. <laughs> so, audience, my birthday is February 18th. When is your birthday? February 19th. I'm a spicy Pisces. So, do you think that some of the other sign carries over and vice versa? Yes, definitely. Because I, I feel like 
you know, when I hear a lot of things of Aquarius, I'm like, that's why I get along with them because mm-hmm. I'm definitely on the cusp. Everyone gets along cuspian. with us. What are you talking about? <laughs> Everyone loves Aquarians. What? And we do. We love, we, love, <laughs> we love what y'all bring to the table. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there's something beautiful about all Zodiac signs, to be honest. Everybody so I got... <laughs> I got Pisces and Aquarius traits saved, mm-hmm. and we were going to do a back and forth about okay. that. <laughs> what are your... Okay, so how would you have worded what the pastor said in your Pisces language while I find this? Um, as far as putting that work in? Yeah. That's a nice way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is like, there's no real middle ground with me. It's either I'm either turned up about something or real chill about something. Okay. And I feel like that's the Pisces thing because there's two fish. You know what I'm saying? There's one that's mm. going upstream and there's one that's going downstream. So people okay. be like, she's nice. Nah, she's mean as fuck. Guess what? Both of them are right. Because <laughs> we, don't, we don't really just pull that out just because, you know. So we've got Pisces, creative, empathetic. True that. <laughs> Intuitive. Very much so. Generous, moody. Yeah. So that's the two up, that's the two fish. One upstream, one downstream. <laughs> Romantic. Oh gosh. I'm a lover girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so your love language is like holding hands and shit like that. No way. Hugs. <laughs> I'm not okay. This is where it gets a little uh, 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 because yes, I love affection, but you can't touch me unless you can touch me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, that's not... Most Pisces I know is just hug. Come here. Give me a hug. Give me a hug. Everyone gets a hug. Yeah. Like, uh-huh, don't touch me. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that... I'm a cuspy. Yeah. You, I'm giving you a little bit of my Aquarius from February 18th. <laughs> On that one, yes. Most definitely. Let's see. Emotion is one. What do you have to say about that one? Do you know how deep the water goes <laughs> our emotions run deep Child. you know what i'm saying i Ooh. will i'm the type of person that when i'm talking I, I like to get let's get to it you know what i'm saying like okay i like i don't like the small talk if you trying to do small talk with me I, we're not gonna get nowhere like i'm gonna know about your mama daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you getting all you the business okay <laughs> How is your relationship with your baby mama? Like, I want to know it all. You know what I'm that saying? That come with age, too, though, because I, I need to know that answer, too. Like, why are you not with your baby mama? Right. Explain. I need to know. But you know what? And I will. I'm not a judgmental person, but I'm, I'm really, I might judge you at that moment. Because I'm like, you know, when people are so quick to, like, trash their ex or something, I'll be like, uh, it was probably you. Yeah, I don't have anything bad to say about an ex. So if you have something bad to say, it's probably you. Yeah, because at the end of the day, there was a point in time that there was love there. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Especially if you guys decided to have a child. A kid. I don't yeah. give a damn if y'all was a situation shit. Yeah. You're not going to be doing all that with somebody that you don't care yeah. for. So exactly. when people will down them, I'll be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably you. I ain't going to say nothing. No, I'm just going to exit. Yeah, because then guess what? You might be next. So it's like. Mm, and uh, will. <laughs> Trust me. So i rather, yeah, keep myself preserved. <laughs> so I got my Aquarius traits. My favorite one, I'm going to skip to aloof. I love that one. Aloof. I'm going to put the definition on the, on the uh, I'm not going to get too deep into that, but I'm definitely Aloof. I love that. Unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Idealistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, independent. Goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> Intelligent. Okay. Creative. Humanitarian. I definitely feel like there should be world peace. Like, yeah. I really do feel like not having world peace, sometimes like I lose sleep. So mm-hmm. I believe in that. I believe in like aliens and all that weird shit that no. they say. Aquarius. <laughs> like I believe in all of that. So. You know what made me believe in zodiac signs? Because I didn't, I kind of went with it because I'm born in February and purple was my favorite color my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I always had an amethyst, like from a very young age. So I just read my horoscope for no reason. I didn't really believe into it until 
I looked around one day and I was surrounded by like 10 Virgos and they were all the same person. And I was like, I know you fucking lying. I know you lying. <laughs> I know you lying. Then I started to notice I had a lot of Taurus around me and they were all the same person. And I'm like, yo, this is for real. And so I was dating a Pisces at the time. So no, it's for real. <laughs> that emotion shit is for real. Yes. All of that is. So what makes you believe in it? Um, so I actually, <clears throat> I actually went to this, um, this health store. It's in LA. It's called Simply Wholesome. It's mm-hmm. the best thing since sliced bread. Like okay. I love it. Anybody that goes to LA, I always advocate, go check it out. Simply Wholesome. Okay. <laughs> best store ever. You get everything. You get smoothies. They have food. They have okay. herbs. They have vitamins, just okay. everything. But there was, I like to call her my mentor. Her name is The Hood Healer. Okay. And she definitely woke my game up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. She definitely was a big attribute to who I am today. You know what I'm saying? Like, she makes me carry it a certain way. Okay. She talks about... um not only the zodiacs, just a higher level of spirituality, and it all ties in with your zodiac signs. And I and I really do be tapped mm. in with her because um, I feel like birds in the feather do uh, birds in the feather. You know how they say that yeah, fly together, fly together. Yeah. They really do. You know, and I feel like a lot of things that she talks about, she keeps it real, and she gives you things that you could really work on. So when you're talking about vision boards, yeah, we were definitely <laughs> okay. sticking a bunch of stuff on the vision yeah. board. You know what I'm saying? And she's the one that talks about, you know, abundance being your birthright, you know, and that really ties in with my soul Sundays. Okay. You know? So so that's the next topic. What is soul Sunday? Because <laughs> it's Sunday. And when you told me that, I was like, oh, I want to participate. This sounds so fun. <laughs> What is it? Yeah, so my soul Sundays are my sanctuary days. You know what I'm saying? It's my time to get right. Okay. Mentally, physically, spiritually. I'm lighting candles. Mm. I'm buying fresh flowers. Mm. I'm cutting the tips off. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of oils. Attention to detail. yeah, Yeah, there's crystals. I'm taking my little Cleopatra baths. And that consists of rose petals in there. I've got different types of FCM salts. Really? It's a day to really pay attention to self. You know what I'm saying? We do so much, you know what I'm saying, for people Monday through Saturday. Yeah. But Sundays, everybody knows the phone is on do not disturb. (laughs) So you take it a step further than self-care oh, definitely so, okay definitely like if you're around me on like sunday that. you're i love you <laughs> definitely <laughs> like that's the day i'm cooking in the house mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying there's music playing and alexa's going in so do you meditate definitely i feel like meditating in the mornings are definitely pivotal yeah for your days like you having those moments to yourself you know, I'm an early bird. There's times where I wake up at four in the morning or five in the morning mm. and just quiet. <laughs> so are you intentional? Because I'm not intentional with my meditation. I definitely do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's second nature for me now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would sit in complete silence in my home. I actually require silence in mm-hmm. my home. I was just telling Frenchie that the other day. I was like, you know, once my social meter cuts off, mm-hmm. I listen to that. Like, I don't force my social meter. Like, I if I need to get quiet, I'm going to get quiet. I'm going to go be quiet. And, you know, I'm un- unapologetic about that. And even my son, like, will sit in complete silence. Like, right. I believe that there is peace in that. But I'm not intentional, though, with meditation first thing in the morning. Like, I would wake up and lay in bed. Yeah, I think I think what brought me to being intentional is journaling. You know what I'm saying? Like holding myself accountable. So you get up, cut the light on. Not even. I don't don't (laughs) even want to say I cut the lights on. Okay. I have plants everywhere in my house, Mm. so I'm opening the windows, letting that 
that get it like, you so far ahead of me. <laughs> I'm like, because every plant that came in here to die, every single one. No, I love my plants. They were my babies. Like, you know, I'm, I really, that I, you know, it's crazy. It's like, as you get older, you really become your parents sometimes. It don't matter if you're around them or not. Sometimes yeah. it's in no, the you're DNA. Right. <laughs> you're right about that. So, like, <laughs> When I was growing up, my mom had a bunch of plants all the time. Mm -hmm. She had books on herbs, and um, she comes from another country, so a doctor wasn't the first thing you think about. Yeah. We were more on, you know what I'm saying, like I, herbs and stuff to so get us. Self-healing. Yeah, self-healing yeah. and stuff. And that's really what brought me into even consuming like things like sea moss and like turmeric okay. and like you know chlorophyll water like just just different right. type of things it was my mom you know she yeah. just I used to hate it I used to, people would be like can I smell I'm like no <laughs> like because <laughs> I grew up like Tarzan like fruits yeah. vegetables yeah. like I hated it growing up but now that I'm an adult I'm like you don't eat no vegetables <laughs> like, exactly you don't drink no water so what I just mentioned a, a few minutes ago about um what I wanted to delete off Instagram, I think you did like it, mm -hmm. but it was about working out. And if you don't work out, the first thing I notice is your lack of discipline. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can't say too much on Instagram because, you know, it's only so much space or whatever. But what I meant by that was, you know, it's not a shape thing. It's not an aesthetic thing. I can just tell by, you know, like, eating habits and stuff like that, what you're consuming, because this is the only temple mm. that God gives us. Like, I could go get another car. I can go get another house, but I can't go get another this. Like, this is it. And I get it. Car accident, stuff like that happens by chance, you know. But what I consume, if I'm eating McDonald's, if I'm, you know, processed food all the time, doing all this shit, I'm forcing other health issues in this one temple that I can't replace. Right. So it just means a big deal to me to be mindful about what I consume, especially since, you know, we drink, we party, we have a good time. So I don't want to force other, like I pick and choose my battles, basically. Right. Like I'm going to pick and choose my poison. I'm going to pick and choose um, like airplanes aren't the safest, but you know, we travel via right. airplane all the time. So, you know, it's a, it's a huge choice that we make with our diet. I just feel like that's a huge discipline barrier that I see a lot of people say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm killing myself everywhere else with working all that. So I'm just going to go get McDonald's anyway. Like, no, nah, we got to have some sort of discipline and think about it. People hate their jobs. Yes. <laughs> so Everyone. this, I'm, I'm going to give you know, people Everyone. already hate their jobs. So they're mad as fuck that they're there. Yeah. They're cooking your food. So all them intentions and all that they're bringing in that food, there ain't no love there, baby. When you cook your own food. That even, energy you're taking you're in. You're taking in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. only that. That's kind of why I like going to like particular restaurants. Like yeah. if it's like a mom and pop's. I'm gonna it's tap made in. With love. It, it's, yeah. it's it's made with love, and I could tell you yeah. can't fake you can't fake the funk. You know what I'm saying? You could take you could eat something, and be like, oh my god, this is so good. Dang, that is that's <laughs> such a great Pisces way of saying what I just said. Like it was so nice and beautiful. Like we said the same thing, but yours was just so nice and eloquent. Like nah, for real. Like I want my food to be made with love. Like period. Yeah. Period. Everything. Your drinks made with love, yeah. your food made with love. You want to be with the right people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's all it's about entering the your temple and it's going to stay there for a few days. That energy is going to be in there. And if it's processed, it's going to stay in there for weeks. Right. It's going to stay in there for a very long time. And you start feeling shitty. Mm -hmm. You eat bad. You be like, damn, yeah. I need to get right. <laughs> like, yeah, now when you consume vegetables over a few days, um, your attitude changes. It does. That depression slowly leaves your body. We could go real deep into that. Like, mm -hmm. for real, it's a huge shift when you change just even one meal per week. Right. Like, it's a huge shift. And that, that turns into two meals per week and three meals. And, yeah. Right. I'm it always just goes like, deeper. I'm always like the friend that 
everybody's FaceTime and they're like, what'd you grab from Whole Foods? <laughs> what'd you get from the farmer's market? I'd be like, well, let me, let me, let me put you on real quick. <laughs> Cause oh, I yeah, love be asking. <laughs> you go to Trader Joe's? I do go to Trader Joe's. They got... I go to Trader Joe's for, you know, specific They say things. the bad bitches go to Trader Joe's. And you know, they <laughs> might be right now. <laughs> so them, I like Whole Foods. You know, my favorite store in Atlanta is 7-Under. It's in Little Five Points. Anybody that's health conscious and you're looking for a, a good place to tap in, I'm going to definitely say tap in with 7-Under. Okay. Also, like... If you're like on the go and you want a smoothie made with a lot of love, go to Wadada. You know what I'm saying? I it's right heard there. Of it. It's in the West End. So Okay. I'm gonna definitely tell you to tap into yeah. them. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, I know a little five points. I go over there to get like crystals and stuff from over there. Okay, from the blue blue crystal. Crystal blue? I think so. Yeah. It's well, two you, shops over there. Well, if you go there, there's a yeah. face reader. You need to tap in with him. His name is J- uh, Jake, he's good people. Okay, yeah, you good, you're good so people. far ahead. I need to catch up with you. First, I'm gonna get intentional with my meditation right. because I do it every morning, but it's not intentional. But you know what? It's a habit. I feel like when you are intentional with with what you have, you get some beautiful blessings. You know mm. what I'm saying? When I'm, that's how I could tell the vibe with whom whom I'm around. You know what I'm saying? When it's like always gossip or you always got some shit going on i'm gonna carefully retreat yeah you know what i'm saying because why but, are we gossiping yeah but, like, but when you're around good people yeah. solid people that are living in their purpose mm-hmm. it don't even feel like work anymore mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because you're living in your purpose and that's mm-hmm. the type of people you want to be around because that's going to inspire you to be you know what i'm saying the best Better. thing that you can be yeah I always ask God, what is my purpose? Let me, you know what I'm saying? Put that yeah. on me. And I feel like that's what he's been doing slowly but surely. He's been aligning me with the right people. And I think this is the best I've felt in a very long time. Oh, you know? that's beautiful. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Like, those are, those all tie into why I love Atlanta, you know? Okay. So. That's good. Yeah. I'm happy you love Atlanta. <laughs> I hate it when people move here and they be like, oh, it sucks here. Okay, go back. <laughs> go back then. Get out. Right. Because there, there's going to be bullshit wherever you go. Everywhere. <laughs> so what is some dream travel that you have? Some dream trips or ideal experiences? Like, what's on your mind with travel? So um, one of the places I want to go to, which I'm going to go to in February, is Jamaica. Okay. Um, I love anything to do with the tropics, okay? <laughs> I'm here for it. So, um, no, I'm not going to, Yes, I'm going to do the raft, but that's not <laughs> the light of what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Jamaica, I'm so excited to go because they're so known for different, you know, things like their fruits and like their cold-pressed juices and... They're seeing just a bunch of beautiful things. And um, God willing, I'm going to open up my own shop this summer. So I'm I'm really wanting to just tap into, you know what I'm saying, people that are already about the life. And I feel like iron sharpens iron. So Mm. I can't wait to go and be in the ambiance and bring it out here. So I'm definitely excited. And... um, I'm mixed. I'm Salvadorian and I'm Cuban, so I definitely want to deal with anything to do with Caribbean people. So okay, I want to, you know, um, one of my my dream places also to go to. I would say is we've talked about it actually. Ba- Bali. I want to go mm-hmm. to Bali. I want to be on my eat, pray, love. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bali. I loved all these places that you name. I, Cuba was one of my favorite experiences mm-hmm. because. It was no Wi-Fi. Right. And uh, still took pictures. And, yeah, I got a lot of docu- documentation from that trip. But it was uh, black people. This is the first time I experienced black people that did not speak English. Oh, you love it. That was, like, that was my <laughs> first time experiencing that. And I've seen it since then. It's still kind of odd. I've seen it in France um, mm-hmm. where they 
you know, just speak French. And I'm like, whoa, like you look like me. Right. You, know, you don't And that's know a anything. beautiful thing. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of people growing up, they didn't know what a, a real Afro-Latino was. Mm-hmm. And I'm being like, are you kidding oh, me? Nah. You think it, it is. <laughs> the it. DR is like that. And, right. Um, but, that, that, but you know Cuba what it comes with? It's exposing yourself yeah, to we're, different we're not taught that here in exactly. america we're not taught anything about our culture period mm-hmm. we we've created our own culture but it's a mixture of all americans but we don't have our own afro culture and it's african people well people with african descent everywhere with deep african descent like when i tell you those people in cuba look exactly like me same hair coil afros locks like like, yeah, wow. They. <laughs> yeah. And they don't, they really don't know what we're saying and they don't have a desire mm-hmm. to learn English or come to America. They, they good where they at. I'm like, wow. No, right. Yeah. They ain't really teach us this at all. Yeah. It's really, it's really beautiful because yeah. it's, everything is vintage still. Mm-hmm. So everything's untouched. Yeah. And I think the closest taste you're going to have to something like that is probably Miami. Yeah. You know, they have areas where they can't touch, you know, the structure of things. And I think that's dope. Yeah. It preserves what it's about, really. But yeah, like Cuba, anything to do with Cuba is great. The food, the the ambiance, the the people, everything. It's so rich in culture. Yeah. Colors, you Mm, know. Very colorful, yeah. Flavorful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Spanish mommy, so I'm going (laughs) to always throw a little flavor in there. Oh, you're going to have so much fun in Jamaica. Oh, my God. Is it all girls? (laughs) Yes. Oh, you're going to have so much fun. (laughs) Definitely. I think just to get away and just a moment to self. Because I'm hardworking all the time. Yeah. Uh, um, so I really needed that. So you're a boy mom. Definitely. <laughs> what is it like? Um, it's so rewarding. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 definitely a different type of love. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's a different you you hold yourself to a different standard when you're a boy mom. Oh yeah. I'm raising a black man and the United States of America. So his he, he's going to face a bunch of different things that I didn't even face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just equipping our mm-hmm. kids with that game, you know what I'm saying? I think I think in this generation we're so quick to like push these agendas that our parents were on us. We're living in different times, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So what would the young you need to know at them ages? Those pivotal ages. You know what I'm saying? I right. feel like that's what we need to be telling our kids, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. when you're a boy mom, I feel like you really have to be a different type of honest. You know what I'm saying? And they need that safe space to know that they don't always have to be so hard. That's the thing. They need a safe space. They need a, a space that they can trust. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, I love Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. My son, not so much. Mm-hmm. So I have to make the sacrifice that if my son is in the frame, I might can't post that, you know? Right. Or if his voice is in a video, I'm posting my close friends, so I might not post it in my actual story. <laughs> but no, like seriously, like I have to, I have to leave that space open for him to where he trusts his mom with everything. It's just that simple too. Like mm-hmm. just that one example, you can ruin a man's trust for life by, you know, and if you don't trust your mom, then who you going to trust? Right. Like, you know, you're just going to be lost out here in the world. So I've noticed stuff like that. And this made me a better person because I don't ever want to ruin that for him. I want that portion of his life to remain innocent. Like I can go to my mom about anything because a lot of men don't have that. Right. And a lot of men feel like they don't have a safe space to talk about things with women because of moms telling their secrets and stuff like that. Right. So that's just one example. It's so many different things that I've noticed with my son, like just how he talks, how he walks and how he approaches me. Um, you have to let your kids approach you. You got to apologize to your kids. Yes. Like, <laughs> and it's, it's just, different. <laughs> it's totally different from me growing up. I didn't really approach adults like that. I waited for them to approach me, you know. So 
And I could kind of see, like, sometimes my son tiptoes, like, no, you can come talk to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay. You can come talk to me. Right. But, yeah, I had to apologize to my son, like, a week or two ago. And uh, it was a little difficult. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I'm doing a pop. But you, you have to do that, though, because, right. you know, we're not always right. No, we're not. Even with our friends, you know, we're not always right. We have right. to apologize to our friends. Of course, we have to tell our kids, you know. My bad. I never wake up with an attitude with him. Never yell at him before going to bed. I never, you know, all that stuff you see on Instagram, I've always done that Mm -hmm. with my kid. Like, very soft, gentle parenting. And I really think that, you know, it's working. Definitely. My son, he just... I see that in your son, too, though. I'm not going to lie. He's very, he's beyond his age. Yeah, I feel like he's like an old man and a young Wise. voice. <laughs> but Wise, yeah. he puts me onto so much, like, game. <laughs> yeah. He just, he just wakes up. He's a good-spirited person. Like, every time you ask my son, how are you? He'd be like, I'm great. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you <laughs> keep great. telling yourself, you keep telling yourself every day you're great, you're gonna feel great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he just carries it as Are you prepared for him to say a different response? Yeah. I I get to the to the to the run of it, like because even even though we would like to think that everybody raises their kids at a certain way, you know what I'm saying, to be respectful, to be mindful. To be loving, everybody does not put that time into their kids, yeah. so they're faced with yeah. having to deal with a lot, a lot of hard knock kids. Yeah. So we be having to like put them on to like different ways to handle different situations, and there's times where I be like, oh my man, but I tell them to shut up, like yeah. you know. But then I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to change the directory of how this thing is gonna go with him. I want him to think bigger you know yeah. what i'm saying like this small stuff this is going to irritate you right now you're yeah. going to deal with a million people that you don't like but it's all about how you handle yourself right you know what i'm saying and everything everything's going to end up on you you can't control everything you can only control your own emotion right and i'm a firm believer that as long as that we're pouring that into our kids we're going to definitely have some some stand up kids so yeah my son's gonna be the next Bill Gates or somebody. I don't know who he be changing. Yeah. One minute he wants to be an architect, <laughs> the next he wants to be a YouTuber. So we'll see. <laughs> so, do you have any other kids? Yes, I have a daughter. I was a young parent. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sixteen when I had my daughter. So, I like to say I have the best of both worlds. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like. When I had her, I needed, I didn't know I needed her. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she definitely changed my life. You know what I'm saying? I know the feeling. Yeah. (laughs) When everybody was worried about prom, I was worried about making sure we're good. And I I ran into a lot of difficulties because, like I told you, my mom, she's not from this country. So I couldn't go to welfare. <laughs> I had to get a job. I had to really yeah. get to it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I would never take back those times because me being a mother to her, it shaped me into being a better mother for my son. So That's um, good. And it's hard, though. When girls get a certain age, you know, it's like you trying to beat the you out of you. So, yeah. <laughs> so if I'm going through with a son... <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's times 10, but, you know, I feel like as long as we instill those core values in them, you know what I'm saying? They're good. Yeah, Yeah. we're good. We can't always shelter them. Right. They They got to live their own life. Exactly. Make their own mistakes. Exactly. So this is something that I thought about to talk about with you, and I didn't even write this down. One of the most painful parts about parenting right now is I know I'm going to have a conversation with my son 10 or 15 years from now where he's going to say, mom, you were right. Mom, I should have listened. That is so painful (laughs) to know that and to know that there's a chance that I might not even get to hear that. Mm -hmm. Anything could happen between now and then. Right. And... 
this happens, I'm, I'm sure you know, around this teenage age where, you know, they know everything and it's like, oh man, you're going to say this in so many years from now and there's nothing I can do about it. I just got to sit back and watch you do some stupid shit. Right. And that's it. I hate that. It's it, that's the that most painful because... part of being a <laughs> parent of a teenager right now. Because when I say I sounded like Clifford off the pink, like going down the rules, like, don't do this. What you do if this happens? Yep. Like, you know, I was like that. And when my daughter hit the real world, it was like different. Like I couldn't. You just got to let them do it. Yeah. And, and it was like. Yeah. You gotta just trust that they're gonna, they're gonna definitely remember the things that we taught them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying in those moments because the real world, they don't give a damn. They don't give a damn. They'll put they'll put drugs in your kids' faces. Man. They'll temp your kids to be fighting and yeah. doing knucklehead stuff. You know what I'm saying? So like, right now in the city of Atlanta, it's ski masks. Mm-hmm. These young boys walk around with ski masks. Like and right now, it is kind of cold. I, I kind of want one of those ski masks right now. It's kind of <laughs> cold. But uh, aside from these last couple of days, like, what the fuck are y'all wearing ski masks for? Like, you're asking for trouble. Yeah. So at the same time, why are y'all coming out with laws and shit to prevent ski masks? You're also asking for cops to be brutal. Right. On black men. Right. So here I am. Being an old lady, talking to my son, and my son's like, what? It's cold out. Like, June is 60 degrees outside. <laughs> Ski masks are for skiing down a hill with snow on it. Not fucking Atlanta, Georgia. You know, like I said, it's cold now, but right. when this was happening, this was like a few months ago. It wasn't that cold yet. And it was just a whole thing in Atlanta. And I'm not even going to lie. I went to the Chevron around the corner over there by JJ's. Mm-hmm. I'm in there getting a Sprite and lottery ticket and probably some of his little schoolmates walked in with ski masks. And I, I felt the way mm-hmm. I felt like, cause why do y'all have these ski masks? On? Right. And of course this man is here by himself with all this money is scared shitless that five boys twice his size walked in with ski masks on. Right. So me and him had, my son and I had a conversation about that. He just would not see where I was coming from. I said, look, let me explain something to you. George Floyd, you know, and I started naming all these people that, you know, for no reason don't have a life right now. And it's nothing we could do about that. Right. It's after the fact. And I'm here as mother of a black king trying to explain to you you know, this is some stupid shit. Cause I, you know, he ain't got no ski mask, but what if he does that when I'm not around, when he's right. around his homeboys or whatever? Then I have to teach him about being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. Be mindful of who you riding with. They could have just robbed somebody. They come right. picking you up. Now you an associate to some shit, to some dumb shit that just, girl, it's yeah. so scary. It is scary. It is and so I feel scary. like, I feel like that's when I think it's dope that you have your son in sports. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, so you're keeping busy. him busy. Yeah. <laughs> so like even mine, my, my son's not like typically like he's he does everything. So my thing is you like money. He's a Leo. He loves yeah. money. Okay. <laughs> so I make him work for it. You know okay. what I'm saying? I don't care if you're doing the laundry with me, if you're straightening yeah. up, if you're you know, you just gotta keep them busy. I think that's really important. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So then they're not keen to doing dumb shit. A lot of kids do a lot of dumb shit because they're bored. They're bored. And not only yeah. that, they don't they go without. You yeah. send your kids out and about and they don't even got twenty dollars in their pocket to go buy some snacks at the mm-hmm. store. Yeah. What you think they're about to do? Yeah. They're about I to go up in there, light it up, yeah, <laughs> stuff in their pockets, yeah. they gotta go. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's why, you know, us as parents, we need to give them a chance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we need to be able to teach them the value of a dollar. Yeah. Not always just give them shit because guess what? We're not going to always be the ones to give them shit. They got they got to be able to go yeah. get it themselves. You know what I'm saying? You don't want your child to be. I've also explained to my son, he sees the other side of it also. Like, mm-hmm. so he knows how I grew up, but he also sees, um, for instance, I gave him my insurance story. I can't switch insurances. I can't get a decrease on my insurance payment because I filed a claim. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I filed a claim because I got robbed. Mm-hmm. And, oh, the camera's going to cut off in a second. We'll just go as far as we can. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, I filed a claim because I got robbed. And this is why people shoot first when they're getting robbed. Right. I'm going to need you to choose a different way to get money. Right. <laughs> because I promise you, with my experience with this insurance, and you see how much it's a hassle with me. So next time, I'm shooting first, too. Like, right. I'm not asking any questions. So right. so he sees both sides of it. And I just hope, you know, it's sticking. But, yeah, he is pretty busy. He ain't got time for all that shit. Exactly. I think that's just important. Just keeping our kids busy, putting them up on stuff that we yeah. wish we would have known back then. And show, you know what, leading by example. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There are certain things that I do that I will not be doing in front of my son. I don't give a damn. You know okay. what I'm saying? There's things that I feel like you you know how to check yourself as an adult. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of what's appropriate around them and what's not. So I feel like all that shit plays a part in how they go about in their day-to-day things when they're at other people's houses. Do they have manners? Do they know mm. how to carry themselves? Yes. Or do you have the kid that nobody wants to have at their house? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that means like, you might need to step in. Right. Yeah. I always and tell my kids, both of them, you are a representation of me. Me, yeah. Period. Act like you got some sense. <laughs> okay, put some respect <laughs> on my name. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I feel like that's important. I feel like him seeing even me, like I'm opening up a new business, him seeing me correlate plans. Working hard. Working yeah. at these numbers. And he's like, what are you doing? Oh, okay. Like giving me ideas and stuff. I think that's important. Yeah. Oh, he's so cute. Each one, teach one, right? <laughs> so... Before we end, I wanted to tell you about uh, something you said on a few podcasts back Mm -hmm. triggered a listener (laughs) of mine, an avid listener. I mean, triggered is an understatement. (laughs) He kind of cursed us out, actually. (laughs) So you was like, you said something about how a man going to come into your life, watch you be a single mom and make you a single mom again. He was like. Y'all bitches just get in the room and just start talking about anything. I need I need to come sit with y'all. I need to straighten y'all out. Like he was he was uh, he was pretty upset. And Let's I was straightening like, it. <laughs> I said, no, you're not gonna come sit with us. But what I will say to his defense is, you know, we didn't say a man does that on purpose. Right. We're saying that the men weren't thinking it through. Mm-hmm. That's what we're saying. So it wasn't a definite. And that's another thing with, you know, these podcasts that people get irritated with, with the relationship topics. Everyone is flawed and you can't take what someone says and just take that for the end all be all. For instance, the Cheesecake Factory situation. Mm -hmm. People took that as all black women ain't shit because nobody want to go to Cheesecake Factory. That's why y'all single. No, no, no. We like the Cheesecake Factory over here. Right. Most women do, actually. Mm-hmm. So you can't take what, you know, you got to actually dive, deep dive into it. And I love the feedback so that we can actually explain our comment because we didn't mean it like that. Like a man didn't, they're not like Stevie J sitting back, like plotting, like, yeah, I'm finna make her single mom again. I'm gonna leave that bitch right after I get her pregnant. No, we're saying that men don't think shit through. Right. So, do you wanna expound on what you said? I mean, you know, I just basically had said that you will be a single parent and a person will come into your life and make your ass a single parent again. <laughs> Like you see the structure, you see what goes on my day to day, you see what's all on on my back, the loads, yeah. the, the outs and ends of everything that comes with being a parent. And I don't know about nobody else, but I hold that shit <laughs> to a whole other degree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Me being a mom comes first. It's my top priority. So absolutely, when... There's men that do that. It's kind of like, you. do you think you're about to be blessed? Because you're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The Lord entrusted in you to really look after this woman, her child, you know what I'm saying? And gave you a chance at, you know, giving a life and right. and, and carrying that out. And, there's, and that's not for every man. I know there's wonderful men 
yeah. that are great fathers, that are great stepdads. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've been I've been blessed to have some real great people that in yeah. my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So again, that's not for everybody. Right. But I just know that I got a lot of <laughs> I got a lot of stories where I could hear different women, not just mm-hmm. my friends, that yeah. you know, talk about that's another no. thing someone said to me is, is uh, yeah, that's great from your perspective. Right. I said, I know a lot of people and I know yeah. a lot of people that are saying the same thing. So this isn't just my perspective. Right. I'm grabbing from a lot of different perspectives. Because they don't hear our conversation. Yeah. Just like guys have guy conversations. Oh, our conversation should be lit. You know what I'm saying? Our conversation should be lit. We talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about it. (laughs) So do you think, and also to his defense in a way, because I'm a voice of reason. Mm -hmm. Do you think that we have accountability in that also? Ignoring red flags. Right. um, Believing shit. Right. That we probably, and we be knowing too. We you be know, knowing. I'm gonna pray. Know I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm gonna t- I pray to God all the time <laughs> for discernment. <laughs> you know, to know. Man. You know what I'm saying? How to carry out in these situations? But you're very right. You're very correct. Yeah. But the one thing I will say about that is that comes with wisdom. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You don't know about these red flags until somebody tramples oh, yeah. you at, up at 38. And I eats it listen, up. I see, I see red flags in dating so clearly now. Period. It's just at 38, though. I'm like, really? Like you not too old for this? Because right. I, I can see this now. Right. But you're not too old to be throwing out these red flags. Like right. you don't want to change. Right? And I'm gonna tell okay. you straight up, I, I carry it differently now. So yeah. now I'm like, I'm not waiting on nothing. <laughs> if I see you moving a certain way, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna get out the way. Yeah. I'm not gonna be the one to try to stop you. Yeah. I'm gonna, like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you do what you want to do. And I'm gonna live mine over here. Period. <laughs> I think it's a choice thing, not a force thing, baby. So, so I think that you know what I'm saying. A lot of discernment is what you should pray for, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like yes, we should hold ourselves accountable. Maybe we could do a red flag episode one day. Maybe we could gather the girls and just come together. With all the red flags that we've seen from our perspective, bring it together and just 30 minutes dish it out. Red flag, red flag, red. This is a red flag. And dang. women too. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, even in our women friendships, yes. this is a friendship red flag. This is right. a male platonic friendship red flag. This is a relationship red flag. Right. And that, I think that's, a, that's another thing that like women get messed up too. It's not just your relationship, ladies, that you need to be great at. You need to be pouring into your friendships. Girl. You know what I'm saying? You could be a <laughs> shitty-ass friend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's because you're not pouring into your relationships. Exactly. That reciprocity, it, it, it means something. Yeah. And it's not just with, your, with, the, with the male friends. Yeah. I feel like that's another red flag to me when a male doesn't have friends. You know, they're not a part of different weddings and group outings and if you don't got no friend at least have one or two i'm not saying you gotta have 17 or seven okay you know hold on saying? this is intriguing <laughs> help me out we got one way to finish it's a red flag to me okay if a man doesn't have any friends is always to himself doesn't have that great of a relationship who, who do you talk to mm. Why? Who, wait, who does he talk to? That's I'm what interested. I'm it's a guy. Like, who is it? You need, okay. to, you need to have somebody. That's why I'm a good soon-to-be wife. Okay? Because <laughs> I feel like I have these conversations with my girlfriends. Right. So when it comes to my man, it's not going to be emotional dumping. It's yeah. going to be, I have friends for that. Right. You know, I tell my kids that. Like, you're talking, no, those are your friendship conversations. Mm-hmm. I'm your mother. The respect is different. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's, it all plays a part. But yes, we as as friends, whether you're, a, regardless if you're a man or a woman, you're supposed to pour into those friendships and you take care of those who take care of you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like there's been a lot of times where I lean on my friendships to like get me through a lot of dark times. And I feel like that's why I'm also on top of my game because 
there's people that are willing to check me. I don't have a bu- bunch of yes men a- yeah. around me. Yeah. I have people that hold me accountable. Yeah. And you know what I'm good. saying? Yeah. Be like, man, I thought you were supposed to have this done like a week ago. Or <laughs> I thought you were supposed to do this. You know what I'm saying? Or why did you stop doing that? You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's been a lot of times where I felt like I get... I hit an accountability roadblock with friends a few mm-hmm. years ago. It was back to back to back to back. And, you know, it's like, wow, I can be held accountable, though. Mm-hmm. So, and that's an Aquarius trait. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that the other night. I can be quiet, 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 quiet. And then I say, hey, I don't like this. Like, and that's when, you know, the stubborn comes out. That's when the name calling and stuff comes out. Like, oh, why, you know, you never said anything before. And it's like, well, I was observant right. before, but now I'm saying something and this isn't right, X, Y, Z. And it happened so back to back that I thought it was me mm-hmm. until I started meeting other people that were like, yeah, I was wrong. My bad. Right. And I'm like, whoa. So there are people out there that, you know, are accountable and that don't want to be surrounded by yes men. And right. You know, you gravitate toward each other. Right. If that makes any sense. And you also build each other up. Yeah. When you're like feeling unmotivated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Consistency is what's gonna take you to that next level, right? Yeah. Your friends, they're gonna they're gonna see when you're not on your t- your A game. Yeah. And they're gonna, they're gonna, gonna let like, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When I'm in the house for uh, a certain amount of uh, come on, Rose, you need to get up out. Like, what's right. going on? Like That's I need good. that. I need that. You know what I'm saying? And I also need them to understand that sometimes I do need my time to myself. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I do need to preserve myself. Right. Like you said, your social battery ran out. Oh, yeah. yeah. When that meter is all <laughs> empty, leave me alone. Please do it. Please do it. Leave me alone. I you don't mean no saying? harm. I right. Just, I need to recharge right. my battery. Right. And I feel like all that, all that's really important. And I feel like that's what makes that's what makes life so sweet when you're mm-hmm. around those type of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because how boring would it be to be just to yourself all the time? Yeah. So these males that don't got no friends, I am looking at you. <laughs> I never thought about that. I've always heard that about women. Nah. Never heard that about men. Because you see so many cases of men that, that's around their homeboys a little too much. Yeah. I don't like. And, and guess what? That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's the problem, too. Nah, but yeah, it's a balance. Why are you around your homeboys all the time and you don't have a girlfriend? Right. That is a little sucks. But uh, <laughs> it's balance. It's balance. Yeah. They're willing to take care of their homeboys more than you. Come on. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, no, I no. see that a lot these days. Yeah, it's no. like, oh, I can count on my boys more than, <laughs> like, I can count on my girls too. But you, you build something with someone of the opposite sex, right? Where you can count on that person mm-hmm. as much as you can count on your friends. You're supposed to have both, right? And you're supposed to balance both. It's not supposed to be, you know, one or the other. And you know what? I like that. I like when men have a bunch of shit to do. Yeah. And they fit me into their, <laughs> they fit me into their. Really? So you got the clingy Pisces. Yeah, I mean, I'm cl- like, like, don't get it twisted. I love, love, like I said, I love the clinginess, but I also love a man that's productive, that's busy, that's, you know what I'm saying, that got shit to do. I don't want somebody that's just laid up all damn day. Yeah. <laughs> like, you gotta, you gotta have something going for yourself because. There's times where I want to turn around and, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be on the same, I want to be like you. Yeah. <laughs> I want you, I want I want somebody that could lead, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And within that, that plays a part in it, you know? So, there's that. We're going to end this with my uh, <laughs> my Uber driver. Um, what what will you call what he said yesterday? I had an, an older gentleman Uber driver at four in the morning last night. And he was playing jazz in the car. I won't say it was more of an affirmation, but a back in my day conversation <laughs> that Mr. Lewis and I had. Um, and I hate talking to my Uber drivers too. But he really captivated me. He picked me up. He was like, Is was it a dance floor in there? Or were they standing around like they do these days? I said it's a mixture of both. I was just trying to give him thought. And he was like, Well, back in my day. 
we had to go dance. We had to go talk to the young lady. We had a good time. We weren't standing around. It wasn't on Instagram. It wasn't on Facebook. And I'm like, okay, Mr. Lewis, all right then. What you used to do back in the day? He said, he, you know, he had to work to get a young lady's number. Hmm. It wasn't a direct message. It wasn't none of that. He had to work. Yeah. <laughs> and to actually work. And he was like, his son, you know, gives up. And he, he, it's the DM and that's it. And it's just simple like that. It's, it, he said it's either simple or it's nothing at all. But back in his day, he had to actually put in work to get a woman's number to take her out into it's still recording audibly. But to take her out and to, you know, get to know her. So what are your thoughts on that? I feel like true that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's so true. Like that's what he not... described was effort. Right. And I yeah. feel like that's the damn truth. Like yeah. you're supposed to show effort. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed chivalry is not dead, okay? Yeah. We still love flowers. We still love dates. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? We still love effort. It's these guys that don't think that they have to do anything and just hey, hey you, right? <laughs> yeah. Because what you doing? Yeah. Don't what you doing to me today? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because just as much as I'm asking of this out of you, understand that. I'm the same way. Like, yeah. what are you doing at 7 o'clock on Thursday? Yeah. I want us to do something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I, it, it, I, I feel like that's where these damn gender roles kind of play a part because I feel like a lot of the women nowadays are more, they, they're, they're, what's the word, romanticizing? I don't know. But we're more of the ones that are always like, setting up these dates and doing aggressive all this. yeah and it's like why the fuck we got to do that <laughs> like yes it's cool we, to do we it. have to be it's cool to do it but i but i feel like we have to be or we'll be it's getting to the let me say this it's getting to the point where we have to be or we're going to be alone <laughs> and, and we're going to have to ignore what we want physically to wait on a guy to show effort mm. which I'm fully willing to do that at this point. I will ignore <laughs> it. I got enough toys downstairs. I will ignore all that shit. Right. Because, yeah, I'm not about to hit you up first. Not at all. Mm-mm. <laughs> I had to remember who the fuck I was. Right. Like, I had to look in the mirror like, girl, you look good. Right. Uh-uh. You got that. so much going for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like that's that's the beauty in when you know your work. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That self-worth, man, that shit is different. Yeah, because um, you start being okay with saying no. Mm. You start being okay with um, another time. Yeah, yeah. If I say another time, that means go back to the drawing board yeah. and get it together. I mean, damn, right? <laughs> like, and and I feel that you know what I'm saying. It's it's not too hard to put a little time and effort into these women. We have beautiful women. Yeah, and men that don't know. Nothing. Nothing to do. Nothing nothing, about nothing. Yeah. Not how to handle them. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's just, it just takes a little effort. That's it. So I I agree with the gentleman in the Uber Chronicles. I know. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be a new segment. Uber Chronicles. My first Uber driver when I was coming to meet y'all last night, she ain't had no heat on. And you know, it was like 10 degrees outside. Girl. I was bundled up, obviously, because but, still. but still, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah that's, that's ridiculous. Terrible. So yeah, we're gonna do a little Uber Chronicles moving forward. Yeah, we need one of those, <laughs> especially in Atlanta. Well, thank you for coming to sit sit with me and talk to me about random girl talk. We're gonna collect some red flags, yay, and revisit this. <laughs> Hopefully, with all the girls, we'll revisit it. I feel like we're gonna have a good a time. We'll be had. Yeah. All right. See y'all next time. Yes. Peace.